Our gospel lesson today comes from Matthew chapter 10. <clears throat> Jesus said to the 12, a disciple is not above the teacher nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted, so do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have, not, I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So, oh, this is the Sunday is sort of known as uh, Take Up Your Cross and Follow Me Sunday or the Cost of Discipleship Sunday, which is why a lot of our hymns today kind of have this um, dark, sort of strong cross imagery happening and um <clears throat> you know we're now 15 sundays into uh this global pandemic into our online worship we're four sundays since the murder of george floyd and the protests and unrest that has come out of that as people seek racial justice and i was really hoping before i looked at this sunday's text i was chatting with a colleague last Monday, and I said, you know, I'm really hoping that I can just have a lighthearted sermon this next week, because I've been preaching really hard lately, and it's been good and also tiring. It's tiring to talk about God's justice and our call to act in it. It's tiring to hear about all the heartbreak and sorrow in our nation. It's tiring to think once again we're in this pandemic. And it's been hard for me as I've looked through the news this week to find a lot of good news. And it's there a little bit here and there throughout things. Um, I'm gonna make sure everyone's muted here. I always love that. I get the little notes here and there. Oh, there might be one person. <laughs> oh, there we go. But I, um, I was really struggling this week. And so the little good news things that were happening in my life and in the news I actually was seeing were things like 
Hadley getting to milk a goat for her first time very successfully in the way she beamed with pride, or the news coming out of the Supreme Court for protections for the LGBTQ plus community, for DACA recipients seeking legal residency and citizenship, for all of the ways in which there are the, these big good news moments, there is still a lot of not great news. Uh, in the last 48 hours, there have been shootings both in Seattle and Minneapolis around the protest areas. There is a continued mar of sadness and racism and a lack of movement towards solutions, towards justice in our country. There is still continuing county cases of COVID rising here in Cowlitz County and Yakima County is continuing to see a huge spike in our own state. And with all of this, I just find myself tired, exhausted and fatigued and just not really ready for our readings today. Jeremiah shares his prayer to God of lament as he faced mocking and derision and potentially even violence for his preaching on God's justice and call for repentance. Our psalm begs God to draw near in the face of suffering and shame. Romans reminds us of our own sinfulness and just how our sinful natures are supposed to die and be born into something new through Jesus. And then in our gospel today, in the gospel of Matthew, Jesus talks about slaves and masters, which to our American ears, especially right now, especially just a few days after Juneteenth, when we recognize and celebrate the final success of the abolition of slavery in the South. I mean, it sounds a little bit different to us. And Jesus tries to include throughout his short sermon in Matthew messages of comfort and hope. He says, do not fear, do not be afraid, but sometimes those words get lost in the, do not think I have come to bring peace and I have set a man against his father and take up your cross and follow me. Great Father's Day sermon, Jesus. Just what I was needing today. All of this while we're dealing as a country, as a world with a global pandemic, with all of these things going on, with the widespread racism and white supremacy that takes the lives of black citizens and treats their lives with less value. All of this on Father's Day when many are celebrating and many are struggling with the heartache of infertility, of loss. For the grief around children who have passed, around fathers who have passed, around families that never looked the way that we expected. I know for me, Father's Day has become a strange day of celebrating Greg with Hadley, but also missing my own dad and grandparents. So where, where do I even begin today? Because it's just not what I was hoping for. And so more than anything, what I'm needing this week is good news. And I wonder if maybe you are needing some good news too. And in the midst of, their, of all of our readings today, in the midst of the response that Jeremiah is getting his exhaustion and worry and fear, Jeremiah still sings and shouts for God, for God's praises, seeking to turn the hearts of those around him. And there's still good news there. In the midst of their suffering, the psalmist still reaches out to God, calling for redemption and deliverance. There is still good news there. In the midst of brokenness and sin, Paul reminds us that he is well aware that the world is messed up. 
that the world is broken and we are broken in it. Paul reminds us that we're not alone in our sin, in our prejudices, in our failures, in our fatigue, but that there is a new life we have been given in our baptism. There's still good news there. And in the midst of Jesus's conversation with his disciples, in the midst of broken authority, persecution, and division, Jesus tells his disciples and tells us not to be afraid, to have no fear because the God who created us, who knows and keeps watch over the smallest sparrows, also knows and loves and keeps watch over us. There's still good news here. I wonder about how Jesus's words can bring us comfort and hope in the midst of suffering and division and fear and exhaustion in our lives and also call us to more. Jesus doesn't call us to just ignore injustice, to ignore sorrow, to ignore suffering. Jesus doesn't call us to polite and shallow conversations with one another. And I think that's what he means when he says he doesn't come to bring peace because he sets families against one another because he calls his followers to speak, to speak of our faith in Jesus, in our creator, in the Holy Spirit, to speak of God's love for all people, especially the least of these, especially those whose society might think less of. Jesus calls us to tell in the light, proclaim from the housetops that there is still good news. And even though we fail, even though we still have sin, even though we come up short against Jesus' commands to love God and to love our neighbor, the good news is that we are not alone. Jesus on the cross comes to us in our brokenness, in the sin and death that we experience and participate in, and Jesus dies for us, dies for our old selves, our broken selves, so that as Jesus rises from the dead, as he wins over sin and death, he raises us up with him to new heights, to new life, so that death and fear and injustice and sorrow no longer have dominion over us, but instead we are alive anew to God in Christ Jesus, renewed in the love that God has for all creation, for the smallest sparrows, for you and for me, remembering that Jesus is comfort to us. Do not be afraid, so that we can speak in the light so that we can proclaim that in the midst of this difficult time for our community, for our country, for our world, that we know because of Jesus, there is always still good news to be found. And friends, as we live with Christ, raised in our baptisms to something new, we too, in our words and actions, act and become good news to the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.